Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to Newcastle Libraries, your summer stories. Hi, this is Tia Cooper. Join me at Newcastle Libraries for your summer stories this season. My book, The Cartographer's Secret, is one of your summer stories. At Newcastle Libraries, get your copy now. Tia Cooper is a former farmer, teacher and journalist, and now best-selling Australian author of historical and contemporary fiction, including The Horse Thief, The Girl in the Painting, The Naturalist's Daughter, and The Woman in the Green Dress. Her latest novel, The Cartographer's Secret, is a historical mystery set in the Hunter Valley. Tia Cooper, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for the invitation. Tell me about The Cartographer's Secret. Well, The Cartographer's Secret... I've got one too, tells the story of a young woman's quest to heal a family rift. And she finds an illustrated map, which helps her. You have that in the front of the book, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm so pleased. I'm a great fan of um, uh, Tolkien books, and I've got all the books with all the maps in. And so to see this here is, is really exciting. Um, anyway, so she sets off and she finds a map. And in finding the map, she gets entangled in the puzzle of what happened to Leichhardt, Ludwig Leichhardt. Evie's journey. Um, let's talk about love and what part love plays when it comes to her process. I mean, she loves maps. That's a start. That's a start. She does love maps. Um, but the, the, I mean, the, sto- the story isn't about romantic love as much as about family love you know that special uh, relationship which isn't always good that you have with your family and you know it comes with it comes unique feelings and behaviors and changes and hopefully rewards and sometimes not Um, as far as the book's concerned it revolves around the fictional Ludgrove Maynard family extended family but it's very much extended family so they're a group of people who function as a unit with um, bonds that are characterised by all the normal things that you'd expect, you know, affection, respect, loyalty, attachment. But there are also the not-so-healthy relationships, which are great fun to write. And ultimately, ultimately, obviously, everybody sorts out their differences. So it's, it's about family love. So it's a mystery and it's a family saga, I guess. Where did Evie come from for you? Very good, I, very good question. I've always been... It's more, well, I suppose this is more to do with where the book came from, but Evie, because she was that character. I've always had a fascination with maps, as I, as I said, the Tolkien maps, but also of the um, Dutch cartographers. And I was poking around on the internet, as one does, and I was looking at all these beautifully illustrated maps, you know, and here there'd be dragons and all of that kind of thing. And I started, and I thought, well, I'd quite like to do something like that with a story. And I started, but I really didn't want to go back to the 15th and 16th century 
and I didn't want to go back to Europe. I wanted to stay in, in Australia. And I started, anyway, so I started look, looking at all these Dutch cartographers. I discovered that they were basically the majority of them were women. They weren't men. They worked in their husband's business or in the family business. And they got very little recognition for what they did. And when they'd finished a map, they took it off to their husband or whoever else it might be, their father, their grandfather or their uncle or whatever. And he signed it. So they basically didn't exist. And I guess that was where Evie initially came from. The fact that my cart got involved in it was because I found a map down in the local museum of Leichhardt's first expedition to um, Port Essington. And I couldn't understand, I live in Wollongba, I couldn't understand why a map of Queensland would be in a hunter museum, or a little hunter museum that is very um, much about family life and things like that. And I was set off to find out what that was doing there, which is another story. Well, I wanted to ask you about Love, as you say in this book, is not about romantic love. It's about that family love, the extended family. Did you draw on experiences from your extended family? Where were all these characters coming from? Um, I think I drew on my own experience for some of the characters, yes. And also stories that you hear from other people. I mean, you know, that's what you do as a writer. You sit and you listen and you hear stories from people and you... That's the way it happens. Create your own summer stories with Newcastle Libraries through our incredible collections, e-learning resources and summer programs. Find out more at the Newcastle Libraries app or website. To create resilience, your characters have to go through some tough experiences. Evie does just that. How far were you willing to push Evie and the other characters? Well, I, I mean, I think resilience is is important in a character if you're going if the, if the reader and the writer is going to bond with the character then it's got to be somebody that you like and i guess when i was writing this book there was a lot of resilience going on i'd written probably two-thirds of the story before the bushfires hit and as i said i live in Wollombi. i'm a member of the volunteer bushfire brigade and the whole book when writing and everything else my property was up for burning, went on into the too hard basket. And then it's sort of my attitude towards the characters, if you like, changed somewhat. You know, it was sort of chin up, don't be a wimp, you can do this. And I think that's come through in the story actually quite a lot with both of the main characters, Evie and Letty. Wow, the outcome, the plot might have been different if we hadn't have had the summer fires of 2019, 2020? I think the plot was pretty much sorted by then. I was also doing the edits while we were in lockdown. After, so, you know, yeah, they, these characters were definitely, you know, oh, she's being a wimp. No, 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 I can't have that. I can't have that. You're not allowed to be a wimp. It's like the ads on the ABC at the moment. You know, we're resilient. Yeah, so I definitely think that what was, what was going on had an effect on, um, on the story. And I, yes, I did. I went back and I thought, oh, she's a drip. You know, <laughs> we can do something about this. <laughs> do you have to think about the, the physical resilience and balance it with the psychological resilience as well? How conscious are you of that process? Yes, I suppose, you, I suppose you do. But I think that with the book set when it was, and, the, and particularly Evie, not so much Letty, who is the other half of the story. And she's grown up on a property, she's, which I, I set the story 
10 kilometers down the road, 20, maybe 15. If she's grown up on this property, she's going to be a healthy and resilient physically as well. I mean, she wasn't, um, she's grown up on a property that um, breeds horses, so obviously she's going to, to ride. She's become fairly independent because she's, her great aunt is looking after her. She's not, so sort of, her father leaves to go to Sydney. So she's, she's not in the bosom of her family. And if I say too much more, I'm going to spoil the story. Don't say too much more. Um, what do your readers tell you once they've read this book in particular? What do they say to you about Evie and about Letty? They haven't said an awful lot in actual fact, but the book's only been out for a couple of weeks. I'm getting feedback, you know, to say that people have enjoyed the book. I'm just trying to think of the reviews that, that I've read. I think that some people like Evie better than... Um, I can't... I'm trying terribly hard not to... I can't answer that question. I don't know. <laughs> Do you like your characters to be resilient innately or are they? do they learn that process? Oh, I think they definitely learn that process because if you go to the other main character, Letty, she is a bit of a wimp at the beginning and um, her, she's very much under her mother's thumb and she lives in Sydney and she's doing all the right things. And it's not until her brother dies quite horribly right at the beginning of the book. She then goes into an even further decline, as one would. But when she comes out of that, I think she's decided she has become far more resilient and she decides she's going to sort out all this nonsense that's been going on in the family. And she becomes not only mentally resilient, but also physically resilient. And she sets off in her brother's car in his Model T Ford. <laughs> Why not dip your toes into your summer stories from Newcastle Libraries? Simply visit the Library Lounge on the Newcastle Libraries app or the website newcastle.nsw.gov.au slash library. Tia, what has life taught you about resilience? <laughs> A lot. That sometimes perhaps you can be too resilient. There's always that. In what way? What's the consequence of being too resilient? push people away and say, no, I'm fine, I can do it on my own. And then you need, you know, we, do, we all need support. We all need people to talk to. And I think if you get too sort of, I can do that, don't worry about it, I'm fine, then maybe you make things worse for yourself. So I, th I think you can be in a way too resilient. When you're creating a character like Evie and Letty, how conscious are you that the reader needs to have some connection with them, needs to have something in common. Is that relevant at all? Well, I get, yeah, it's absolutely relevant because you're not going to be drawn into a book unless you can bond, if you like, that's a good word, with the character. And a lot of people say to me, well, you know, it, it's a historical, but I don't think that people's emotions, reactions have changed in the last couple of hundreds of years. It's the human condition. And I think as long as you can explore the human condition and what the characters are going through, then your readers will bond with those characters. They don't always. I had a series of, of it was the woman in the green dress. I had a series of reviews where people would say, oh, I loved Della. Della, I, Della was fantastic. I just want, you know, everything else. I couldn't stand Fleur. She was such a twit. And then... The next review would say, I was so bonded with Fleur. I loved the way that was going on. So, you know, you're appealing to different people. There's, you know, different readers 
take different things, different people. If you've done a good job in creating the characters, hopefully the reader will see them as somebody they meet, might meet down the road. And, you know, some people you click with and some people you don't. Yeah. And so I guess it's a compliment too, to me as a writer, if, if, even if they don't like the character, they've obviously read, and read the character enough to simply not like them as a person, as a character. Let's talk about change, Tia, that these characters grow, they evolve, they, they become more resilient like we've just been talking about. Do they need to actually change physically and emotionally? I think there needs to be um, a character arc, if you want to use the word that's used, that's banded around. I, I, there's very little point in having a story that revolves around one or two main characters if it's not explaining their journey. And I think also that sometimes in books, I, I think it's much more black and white. As people, by the time you've reached adulthood, your character's kind of what it is, sort of said. And that's the way it stays. You make the occasional effort to change it. You know, I am going to be more tolerant. I'm not going to lose my temper when this happens, or I'm, you know, I'm going to be calm. And it hasn't the pandemic has taught us that. I think in, in fiction, it, it's, it's, sometimes it's a bit more satisfying in, in, than in real life because they do change. You know, the bad become good, the weak become strong, you know, the joyless become happy. Whereas in real life, and I think that's what readers like, that's what they look like. They want to go, you know, the hero's journey. They want to follow the characters through, through their journey. And, and I think that's, um, that's part of getting lost in a book, isn't it? Yeah. Do you physicalise ever that change to the characters? Are there scars that are physical as opposed to just emotional? I don't think I have, but I might. <laughs> I, th I think it is more meant in most of the stories that I've written. I, th I think it tends to be more of a, a mental cha or change of attitude or a growth of independence um, than it is a physical, obviously. Oh, but a lot of my stories start when, when, the, when the character is quite young. So obviously there are physical changes in that way, but not nobody's, you know, sort of being physically harmed, if you like. And what's next, Tia? What's next? I've just sent it to my publisher to see what she says. It's a bit of a problem, actually, because, well, it's about a paleontologist, but I can't give you a title because we're on, we haven't got one. So it hasn't got a title, but it's um, it's along the same same lines. It's a uh, in that it's a dual timeline story. It's set in the Hunter a place called Bowwow Gorge, which is um, is actually an amazing. I, I was lucky enough to get taken through it. It's now a conservation area, but it, where there are a lot of fossils and everything else. And I, I've set the story there. I'm quite pleased about it. But I'm reserving judgment. It's a horrible time when you send the book off to the to the publisher and then you see what she says. Congratulations on The Cartographer's Secret and thank you for being part of the series. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Summer Stories from Newcastle Libraries. Why not take a dip and a sip, then rate and review us wherever you listen. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production production.